Thanks for tuning in to the Palm Beach Podcast, a weekly show highlighting people making a positive impact in our community. With your hosts, sports chiropractor and athletic trainer, Dr. James Spencer, photographer and art director, Mike Jones. Our show is brought to you by Pomp House Coffee Roasters, Opportunities in Delray Beach, and the Lotus Travel Company for retreats and tours in Palm Beach County. Hello, and welcome to the Palm Beach Podcast. My name is Mike Jones, hanging out at Media Zone with some fantastic human beings. Dr. James Spencer, how are you doing today, buddy? Great to see you, especially with the uh, Surfrider t-shirt on today, Mike. Well, you know, I saw the blue across the table, and I was like, all right, we got to bust this one out. That's right. Exactly. And we have a Palm Beach legend here. Very special guest. Jack Lighton, President and CEO of Jack Lighton Consultant. Hey, guys. Welcome, man. It's great to see you. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Getting ready to celebrate some Earth Day. I love it. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about before we went on the air. And, uh, you know, share with the listeners a little bit about what you guys have going on. Yeah, gosh. Well, thank you for having me. Um, for for those that might not know um, who, who I am and and what my what my deal is here in, in Florida, I am a huge cheerleader for Palm Beach County in Florida. Um was not born here, but moved down when I was about seven from the suburbs of Detroit, and this is home. So when I think about my childhood bedroom and where all my junk was when I was a kid, it was here in Florida. And um, grew up with my parents here uh, with a huge, huge love for the ocean. Um, my parents were huge advocates when I was a little guy. Uh, when we had our boat, you know, I can I can remember the lessons. If something accidentally went overboard, the boat would stop. Didn't matter how rough it was. They would hand me the pike a pole. They would put me on the swim platform and they would say, you know, you've got to get this out of the ocean. So um, I had the opportunity to grow up down here. Um, one of my parents' most beloved causes was Loggerhead Marine Life Center. So I got to see my first sea turtle nest on the beach the second night I lived in Florida. Wow. The very next day, my parents' um, neighbor said, you need to take Jackie to go see the turtle lady. So, I mean, I was so amped up from seeing the turtle the night before. My head just whipped around. I was like, Who's a who is this turtle lady? Got to see her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I was a little bummed, as strange as this sounds, to leave Detroit and leave my friends. Not sure why, but I was. And um, what happened is when we first got to see the original Marine Life Center in Juneau and got to meet Mrs. Fletcher, who founded the organization, my parents found out really quickly, like, that's the way to get him in. So <laughs> I that's it. where I, I kind of grew up there with my parents. You know, whenever we had free time, we'd go see the turtles and it was super humble. It was a fun way to grow up. And so many people that I grew up with here in the area grew up going to beach cleanups and, and spending time with the turtles and walking on the beach. So I feel like I'm a product of certainly my parents, but definitely of the ocean and, and this community. And... Recently, um, s retired for maybe three days. <laughs> hey, <That's awesome>. congrats! <laughs> um, and I, I've, uh, we're spending some time. We bought an RV, so we're spending some time doing some traveling. But I had the really awesome opportunity to get involved with my friend's organization, um, Christina Mittermeier and Paul Nicklin. They founded an organization called Sea Legacy. So now I'm advising and consulting with them and support supporting some additional local nonprofits and helping folks that are doing a lot of great things right here in the community. 
That's beautiful to hear that. And, and, you know, I can speak for Mike on this, but just thank you for, you know, kind of paying it forward and giving back to the cause because we need more of that. Well, not I, only globally, but just here. I appreciate that. And I know that that's exactly what you guys talk about here on your podcast and with your supporters and viewers and listeners. And you guys do so much to showcase the people here in the community that are doing great things. So what an awesome, what an awesome thing to to have going on with this, with this show and what you guys do. So and your recent beach cleanup. Don't wow. forget that. That was awesome. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> well, and it's just easy to see. Like when you walked in and we asked you a particular question, which I know you'll get to later, uh, you instantly lit up. And yeah. it's probably the same way that you lit up when you were a kid yeah. with the turtle experience. Exactly. Just listen to your heart and do what yeah. you love to do, you know? For sure. For sure. For sure. And it's special. Like, I live here on Singer Island. He spends a lot of time training athletes at sunrise on Juno Beach. Mm-hmm. So we see the turtles in the mornings. Yeah. Um, we live on beautiful. We live on one of the world's most incredible peninsulas. It's probably one of the most incredible ecosystems. Florida, the Gulf of Mexico, the ocean, all of our freshwater ecosystems, the Lake Worth Lagoon, the Indian River Lagoon, these are two of the most biodiverse lagoons in all of North America, and it's our backyard. It's it's incredible. We are the closest landmass to one of the ocean's most powerful currents right off our shore, uh, the Gulf Stream. And then the region, my gosh, the Bahamas and the Caribbean, yeah. it is the most incredible place, in my opinion, to call home. And before my most recent uh, role that brought me back to Palm Beach County. I spent 16 years traveling around the world for my for my former business. And I got to see incredibly beautiful locations. But I'll tell you the most magical thing that would happen to me is when I would land at PBI. And maybe it was after being in Asia, you know, traveling forever. And I'd put the windows down and I'd be heading north on the flyover. You oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about? And you, you're going on to 95 and you see the breakers and you see the ocean yep. and you smell the air. And I'm, there's just something incredibly awesome about Florida. And of course, in my opinion, Palm Beach County. <laughs> and it's just beautiful how, I mean, the, the waters are crystal clear. Yeah. It's um, even right now, you know, with, with what they're doing for the beaches in Juneau, finding shark's yes. teeth, which is Isn't a that awesome? big hobby of mine. Yeah. So it's it's fun to see. I mean, I look down the beach and to see 25, 30 people all hunting for shark's teeth yeah. was like, it's cool. that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. So, well, there's a couple, you know, I know we're going to talk about Earth Day, but I think here's here's another thing that was um, maybe an unintended outcome or learning from the pandemic. We were talking about how fortunate we are in Florida to you know, we, the whole world had to go through what we went through and are going through. We had the opportunity though, to go outside and find nature and decompress with sunshine and fresh air. I, I bought a new bike the first week of the pandemic. I was lucky that we bought it that quick and we hit the nature trails and went out the C-51 canal out in Jupiter farms. And literally we were probably on three to four hour bike rides Mm -hmm. every single day. We met the coolest neighbors. We met neighbors that we had that we didn't even know we had that were that are <laughs> awesome. And we escaped to nature. And this is what's interesting. So the pandemic offered one of the most exceptional research experiences about our environment because cars and ships and planes and trains stopped. Not celebrating that, by the way, because that impacted a lot of people negatively. 
But interestingly enough, we have seen extraordinary changes with the environment, positive changes. In India, for the first time ever, they could see the Himalayan mountains. Didn't even, you know, towns literally didn't even know that they existed on their on their horizon. In Europe, a lot of the cities that have tremendous boat and barge traffic, the the rivers and the ecosystems there just came alive. And then here in Florida, what was interesting, you know, we have some of the world's most important sea turtle nesting beaches. Well, our beaches were closed. They were locked down to they human weren't. beings. They were very much open to shorebirds and, and sea turtles. And we've, we've seen one of the most incredible aha moments that when folks who are unintentionally going to the beach at night might not realize that they're interrupting the nesting process if they're not familiar. And what we saw through the pandemic is an incredible opportunity for sea turtles to focus and have quiet privacy on the beach. And they nested in record numbers. Wow. So really interesting. We're, we're living in an interesting moment. We've all been through a ton. I think that the uh, pandemic fatigue is high. I, I'm amazed at how many people are trying to beat the fatigue by working out outside, getting fresh air, being in nature. And then as we move towards Earth Day this year, I think that there's a renewed commitment both at the individual local level and then at the global level and among global corporations to really reinvest in doing the right thing for the environment. Because at the end of the day, if if human beings don't have clean air and clean water, we're not in a good spot. And obviously that holds true for animals. So if we just look at two attributes, when people think of Earth Day or people think of the environment, if you want, be selfish for a minute and think about us, the human race, and clean air and clean water. We have to have it. But that is such the sort of jumping off point for everything that I think is going on with the environmental conversation and what's going on with Earth Day. I'd like to talk about a little anecdotal story we had at our beach cleanup. And uh, this lady who had been walking the beach for 50 years, Mm. um, she just came up and started talking to Mike and I. And so I was intrigued with her and you know, kind of jumped into the conversation. She said, this is the cleanest she's ever seen this beach this year. Yeah. And that was just, I mean, what a takeaway for me going, well, that's interesting. And to relate it to your point, yeah, things are cleaner and more uh, environmental friendly for the human race and for our animals. Yeah. Awareness. Awareness. You know, what's interesting about this, what what beach were, were, were you at? Uh, North Delray. Okay. So here's what's, here's what I find amazing. Uh, organizations like Loggerhead Marine Life Center. Um, I'm on the board at Friends of Manatee Lagoon, so FPL's Eco Discovery Center in Riviera Beach. Um, These organizations where so many young people and their families and schools and community groups spend time, um, whether we were opened or closed to guests, the virtual education and conversation continued. When the beaches reopened, the amount of people who reached out and said, can we please do a beach cleanup? We're so, we've been walking and cleaning. That's what we've been doing all day. Unfortunately, because of groups, it's still hard to do that. <laughs> but um, the awareness in our community about our beaches, about our ecosystems, about 
you know, the awesomeness of Riverbend Park, you know, it might not be a, a adjacent beach to the ocean, but it's just our ecosystems in the county. I am so impressed by the conversation that goes on in Florida and in specifically Palm Beach County. I think we very, very much are becoming much more aware as to what we have and what we need to protect to see families getting their young children involved is exactly what Mrs. Fletcher knew would be the solution for the turtles was get the kids hooked. And so that's exciting point, right? Yeah. Cause they're going to teach their that's kids right. and that's the long term. You got it. So that's cool. Now that's, that doesn't mean that we don't have a ton of problems in Florida. Yeah. We, you've probably heard recently that there is a tremendous issue with our Floridian manatee population. So it's a good news, bad news story. The great news that we do need to celebrate is that when the conservation protections went onto the manatee as a species, and over the course of several decades, here's the awesome news. It's like it's like fist bump news. <laughs> we were able to rebound that population. Awesome. Here's the caveat. The issue that we're having now with Florida's water quality is impacting the food source and the habitat of the manatee. Primarily in Florida, manatees eat seagrass. So we have water issues that are very complicated to manage. Uh, the water issues are affecting this awesomeness that we did to protect the manatee population. So we have to fix that. And it's not going to be overnight, and it's not going to be inexpensive. But I think everyone is starting to realize, I'm so happy to hear, and I, I agree, like, people go to the beach now and they're like it's so clean certain beaches are so clean um but but we have to we have to pay for this and and people don't you know that's unfortunately we have to pay to protect what we have um but if we use the manatee as a as the example human beings can really screw things up badly but typically <laughs> if we really try we can fix it better than what it was before and that's a really good thing to focus on for the manatee. Got to protect our seagrass beds, though. Super, super important. It's just very cool. Like living in Florida, sometimes we have to pinch ourselves on the cheek mm -hmm. of how nice it is here. But when you walk on the overpasses on Singer Island, there's signs that say, at night, turn your lights off. Like yes. the hotels have mandates. Yes. All the Marriott's. Yes. The ocean-facing windows. Yes. No lights. One of our best ambassadors for the Marriott, Roger Amadon, right here on Singer Island, is on the board of Loggerhead and is so passionate about doing the right thing. Here's a global corporation. Roger's Hotel was one of the first Marriott's in the nation to switch to all paper products for their drinks at the pool, mm -hmm. straws. I and, love that. You know, wood, wood cocktail sticks versus plastics. Um and he served as an ambassador for the entire Marriott Corporation to make this change internationally. And this is, you know, people often ask, why do you get so excited about conservation? You're on the front line every day, you know, whether it was at Loggerhead or at Manatee Lagoon or at Sea Legacy. I'm seeing with Sea Legacy a global picture. And sometimes it's not fun for us and it can be very overwhelming. But I will tell you, 
that when you see these local changes that then impact an international level, Marriott's a fabulous example of corporations wanting to do the right thing. It really gets, I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps because 10 or 15 years ago, this was not an option for us. And what we're seeing with this rapid move into, and, and Earth Day is really going to amplify this, this rapid move into ESG management of multinational firms. ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance. And we're seeing a massive move into creating carbon credits, which multinational corporations will be buying to help offset their impact on the economy. Um to me, it's probably one of, if I can't imagine a more exciting time, maybe the first Earth Day was probably a huge, <laughs> exciting time. To me, this is a real renaissance for our planet. It makes me smile because this was a lot of my chiropractic education. Um, we we didn't allow pesticides, herbicides, or yes. insecticides sprayed on, on campus. We had uh, reusable apricot for our plates and silverware. Nice. No plastics at all. And that was an island that I lived on. And to see it start to take that ripple effect uh, really makes me smile. Trailblazer. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. It's so exciting. There are so many small little things that are going on. But again, you know, some, some people think, well, bring a reusable water bottle with you. Um, try to consciously think about eliminating single use. Some people think, well, I'm only one person. But if half a million people are doing it every single day, and then a corporation that employs 400,000 people are committing to completely reinventing their supply chain and investing in renewable energy and purchasing carbon credits, it's, a, it's just a watershed moment. It, it's, it's, it's a tidal wave. And it, again, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's happening very, very quickly. Well, it's a lot of little things that add up to be exactly. a big thing, right? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of times people get disenfranchised. Like, I can't do very much. Yeah. You know, it has to be big, like, legislative things. And, and it's really not. It is the little things mm-hmm. like this. It's doing what you can to eliminate single-use plastics if you can. Sure. Going to local beach cleanups. Right. If you can. Going to vote. Joining right. Surfrider. Doing all these little parts that add yeah. to the bigger picture. Agreed. It it's literally leading by example. I think so. And what is also cool is this multi-generational take on it. So, you know, you can never judge a book by its cover, nor should you. And sometimes you have grandparents leading the charge. Sometimes you have the grandchildren leading the charge. And sometimes people are meeting in the middle. Um, What's really interesting about Earth Day is people, I think as we, you know, for those of us that were really able to decompress in nature, and be outdoors and know how wonderful it was to get fresh air and sunshine, uh, maybe be in a, in a park or on the beach. I think that there is a nice percentage of people who have a newfound respect for how they want to spend time with their loved one or their family, and they're realizing that they want to spend it in nature. Here's, here's an interesting correlation to that. Through the pandemic, um, vacation home sales, boat sales, and RV sales have gone into stratospheric off the charts levels. You can't. We bought our. We bought one. We bought one a year and a half. We I, we had no idea what we were doing. 
year and a half before the pandemic. And, and then, you know, daily, our general manager was like, please, will you sell, please sell it back. Like I'll buy it for a lot more. And we were like, well, what can we buy? And they're like, nothing. We're, yep. The reason why is people <laughs> want, awesome. people want to escape in their own bubble. They want their own sheets. You know, they, they, they want to be with their family and they want to be in a beautiful park like setting and they want to get on their bikes or get on their kayak or people are starting to realize that more and more. So I think it's a, a wonderful thing to, to, to see and hear that boaters want to be on the water. I mean, what better population? I grew up as a boater. Yeah. What better population to advocate for our oceans and clean water than boaters? Really? You know, so- I tried to rent, uh, you know, they do the clean or the clear kayaks up yeah. in Jupiter and she was fully booked the whole yeah. weekend. Yeah. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm so happy for you. Yes. Like, go, please. And like, make some money it's and like cool. get people outside. I so it's it. nice. To, I was happy to hear as much as I wanted to go. Of course. On a clear kayak this weekend. I want one day <laughs> I want to go up to, you know, Crystal River and do that with the manatee because that would be I would probably lose my mind yes. <laughs> with excitement and not know what to do. Go catatonic. I don't know. But that would be so fun. And um, I uh, Paul Nicklin and, and, and Sea Legacy did a beautiful photo exhibition of the Florida manatee population up there and the pictures, you know, those, those crystal rivers are stunning. Florida Springs are Incredible. just unbelievable. It's like art. Just looking at the water. Well, speaking of art. Yes. Yes. Good segue. Yeah. Hello. Can you talk about some of the Absolutely. stuff that you brought into the studio today? Yeah. So we were talking a little bit before we got into the studio about, um, companies, um, and consumers who are very, interested in products with purpose. And I had the opportunity at Sea Legacy to get to know a fabulous company. And I love the founders, Ryan and Juliana. Like you, there are awesome humans. And then there's Ryan and Juliana. <laughs> <laughs> they're on a totally different level. Um, they created a company called Good Juju Inc. And you, you know, you have to see these cards. They're 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 doing two things. One, they're really showcasing the art of handwritten notes and beautiful bespoke cards. These are all made with sustainable. Hold one up for the uh, for the camera. Sure. <laughs> These are all made with sustainable papers and responsible inks. Um, the cool thing, though, that they've done from a really high level. This is a great one. I love this. this. Is an octopus. Their line is called Oceanica, and this entire line benefits Sea Legacy, the nonprofit that I'm supporting. Um, this is this octopus says, I'm writing because my shell reception hasn't been great lately. So they have these hilarious, fun, whimsical, beautiful art. And it's uh, like card. gold foil, nice card yeah. stock. It's really, really pretty stuff. So, you know, when they started the, the, the company, what they really wanted to do is focus on sustainable paper goods and really look at the end to end supply chain for manufacturers. Now, here's where the aha moment for them comes in. Um, when we buy beautiful cards at the store, unfortunately, oftentimes right now, to protect them, they have to have a plastic sleeve over them. And that just is really not very good on so many levels. Um, they have created a way for their, um, for their big retail lines that can go to large boutiques to eliminate 100% of plastic, including those sleeves. So, you know, here's a here's a fabulous example of a smaller, medium-sized business creating a product for purpose, looking at the end-to-end -end supply chain, taking a problem that the large manufacturers of cards, you know, 
billions of plastic sleeves are on cards every year. And they've created a way that's sustainable and cost-effective to reduce that. This is one company who has the ability to truly transform a supply chain for some large companies that are selling billions of cards wrapped in plastic each year. So again, if if the small and medium-sized business can do it, product with purpose, then the you know the big girls and the big guys can can hopefully follow suit and need um, to buy some stock. <laughs> I, if 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 I could invest in a company, it would be Good Juju Inc. Well, <laughs> they're so awesome. They have notebooks too that are just yeah, let's see this. delightful. I mean, look, these have the gray whales, they have narwhals, they have octopus and starfish, and and again, the the whole point behind this too is to take a minute as a human being sit at your table, sit at your desk, and write someone that you're fond of a handwritten note card and bring a smile to them. The art of writing, it should not be a lost art. And the art of connecting with human beings should not be a lost art either. So these uh, these guys actually founded a group at Sea Legacy called the Sea Legacy Good Ocean. And it's a group that's launching in conjunction with World Oceans Day. And it's a beautifully curated group of some of the most passionate brands and businesses who are really transforming their particular market sector. And I just can't be more proud to work with them. And I'd rather pay a little bit more money for something like that because you know you're supporting the bigger cause. Yeah. And I think what they're trying to do too is, yes, they're um, they're really a bespoke company on many levels, but they're attainable and they're affordable. Um, it's so important. This is a huge topic right now. Um, the intersection between social and environmental justice. Um, environmentalism needs to be accessible to all. There needs to never be an economic roadblock for doing the right thing. Sometimes there will be. Sometimes there will be. But we've got to figure that out. And, you know, a perfect local example of that is Loggerhead Marine Life Center and Manatee Lagoon. The uh, Bush Wildlife. Gosh, I love Bush Wildlife. I now live in Jupiter Farms. I'm there like every other day. These organizations are open for free. They're donation based. And that means they're, you know, you don't have to. If you don't, if you can't, you don't have to give. But it would be lovely if you did. But again, the intersection between environmental justice and social justice is the, you know, it's it's at the heart and soul of what Sea Legacy does. And it it it's so important to make products and doing the right thing accessible. So I just, I want to state that, and I, I can't even tell you how committed Good Juju Inc. is to making things very attainable. Well, I think, too, <clears throat> relatably to, like, food, sometimes you have to pay a little more to eat a little Health, better for yeah, yourself. I know. And it's just, like, a trade-off that we should have, like, no qualms in the back of our head to make. Um, you're right. You're right. So thank you for shedding light on wonderful company and wonderful people. Absolutely. And there's one more thing I wanted to dig in with you. Do you want to talk about the credits? Yes, I do. Okay. okay. So Let's go. here we're going into Earth Day. I hope <laughs> everyone selects something in their local community where they can get involved in the environment. Bring your kids, bring yourself, do a cleanup. Go ref Even if you just literally go into Riverbend Park and reflect for 30 to 60 minutes in the woods, get fresh air, I will tell you, you will feel the ions wash over your body. You will feel like a new human being. So do something local. From a global perspective, I think what is so important for folks to know is that the ocean creates more than 50% of the oxygen that Earth needs. Most people think it's terrestrial things that create oxygen, trees. 
Um, the algae, the ecosystems in the ocean, like seagrass and mangroves, are responsible for 50% of the carbon that's produced. I'm sorry, oxygen. Getting to carbon, though, the ocean sequesters about 35% of the carbon that's produced on Earth. This is a good thing, but there's a point. There's a point at where it can only absorb so much carbon. What'll happen is it starts acidifying. And when ocean acidification happens, it starts to affect coral reefs and it really deeply affects mollusks and their formation of their shell. And then what happens, I know this might sound like, well, I don't eat mollusks. Well, what happens though, is it affects <laughs> the entire food web. Yeah. And at the end of the day, even if you're a vegan, our food web is supported by the ocean. It's all intertwined. So what's fascinating to see right now, Sea Legacy is working on a major announcement that will be coming in August for the entire Florida region, is there are really sophisticated organizations, especially in the financial services space, that are working on um, investment opportunities for the environment. And this is becoming a huge, huge new thrust of nonprofit. Um, but in particular, carbon credits um, that are created will allow organizations, individuals, and businesses that are really focused on this space right now to protect hundreds of thousands of square miles of mangroves. Or remember, we talked about the real big issue here in Florida. Seagrass beds are dying, and so that is killing our manatees. They don't have enough food. With the new push into ESG management and with the new push into carbon credit creation, here's the awesome news. The best technology secret for carbon sequestering is nature, is mangroves, <laughs> is seagrass, is coral reef. And we're now allowing people to invest in the most proven technology ever created on this planet, nature. So I'm super excited about it. I literally have goosebumps to be supporting Sea um, Legacy and their push into this new world um, opportunity. And I guess that means my retirement will have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I appreciate your passion with this. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's something that I think people, when, when we can tell how much energy you're putting off with that, like continue to follow that because yeah. good things are going to happen. Well, thank you. It's been such an extreme honor to be part of this community here in Florida. It's been awesome chatting with you guys. And it, it really is exciting to think about the good that we can do together when we look forward. So thank you for having me. You'll have to let us know uh, next time you have an event or something going on or you want to unbox some of the stuff. We'd always yes. love to come in and be a part and help any way that we can. Absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much. Cheers. Cheers. So hold on. Wait, we got to say the last thing. Is there anyone that you want to thank who helped you get to where you're at today? Well, thank you for that. I know you got a partner, right? That's that we amazing. We want to give a little shout that's out amazing. to. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, first of all, the person that puts up with me on a daily basis for <laughs> 20 years now is my husband, Giovanni, who literally is mm -hmm. the rock, my rock, and so many other people's rock. Um, I, It may sound cliche. My parents, my, my mom was my biggest cheerleader on so many levels, my best friend. My dad was my business inspiration. Everything cool. he did was to a level that was at another level. And he worked hard for everything he created for his family. And it was very important to him to give back to his community. My, my parents are, continue, even though I've lost them, to be my role model. They always, they, they had a very clear vision on legacy. 
And I, I probably didn't fully comprehend that when I was younger, but seeing them and, and now I feel like I'm very much emulating in their steps. So those are, are two folks that I can say, uh, three folks, Giovanni, my, my mom and dad. And then from a business perspective, I have three people that I hold on a pedestal that really did change my business trajectory. And I'm still very grateful to be in touch with them today. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming Thank you. My pleasure. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Palm Beach Podcast. Our show is brought to you by Palm House Coffee Roasters, Opportunities in Delray Beach, and the Lotus Travel Company for retreats and tours in Palm Beach County.